Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Hey, here we go. Let's roll. It's Thursday. You made it to the back half of the week. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Lots to get to today. whole lot of stuff. Try to shake a stick at in two hours. I just really appreciate you being here. I'm here. Bill's here. Most importantly, you are here and tuning in. However you're listening to the show, you can be a part of it, and I hope you will be. Uh, I covet your comments on the live stream. If you're tuning in, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, however you're tuning in, say hey, and you can be a part of the show that way. Danny in, on Facebook in Ringgold, Georgia, the first to give us a howdy. Debbie uh, said hey to me and Bill. Said howdy. Well, she said, howdy. That's hey. That's Southern for hey. And Roshan, a good day to you. She's on Facebook. And she says, Jimbo is a real live Boomhauer. You, you think Jimbo Fisher sounds like Boomhauer? Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You just go on there and point and click. Get in there and talk about www.wcom. Me, you got then on there, man. You go click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. It's real easy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jimbo. Jimbo's a real Boomhauer. We're going to talk about Jimbo. We're going to talk about. Uh, Jimbo, as it relates to Lane Kiffin and vice versa, and then how Nick Saban's mixed in all that also. <laughs> okay, that's all coming up. I have This is my first chance. I didn't get a chance to yesterday. It's my first chance today to talk about some of this Brian Flores story uh, suing the NFL and several teams and the fact that he's actually actively interviewing for the Saints job and what all that means. I really look forward to talking about that with you today too. But first, a real treat. Here's how we're going to start today's show. First thing I'm going to do is listen to, as you know, I was on location in Starkville yesterday. You got to hear interviews with Steve Spurrier Jr., new inside receivers coach Drew Hollingshead at Mississippi State. Neil Price was on with us. We talked basketball. After the show was over yesterday, though, I got to catch up with Mike Leach, head football coach, after his press conference recorded and talked for probably 15 minutes. And there's some really interesting stuff in there. Uh, Just to kind of give you a snippet, and you're about to hear the interview with Coach Mike Leach, we are live here with you. I just want you to hear the interview, then we'll come back and discuss it and get into all the stuff today. Uh, and I really want to know what you think about it. But it, we, we talked about the, the, the issue of faking injuries and what they're going to do about that. Uh, he covered it. You know, He talked about name, image, and likeness. He talked about the transfer portal, how it's affected them, how he feels about it, how maybe it should be used versus how it is being. We covered a lot of ground. And so I want you to hear that right now. Bill's got it queued up for you. Here is my chance to sit down and spend some time with Mike Leach, head football coach, Mississippi State. I've always heard, you know, obviously it's difficult evaluating quarterbacks. Um, You hear some people say, too, that certain offensive line positions may be the hardest to evaluate a player coming up and, like, what he's going to be. And then I wonder, too, like kickers, like how do you evaluate, you know, a kicker? What's the hardest position to evaluate in, in recruiting, if that's a fair question? Uh, well, I don't find kick uh, – I don't find uh, – I think the hardest uh, – the, har- the hardest may be uh, uh, corners and safeties. Okay. Well, a quarterback, you try to <clears> – <throat> you know, is he accurate? Does he make good decisions? Does he have 
Um, good feet. Does he have a strong arm? Is he fast? I mean, it's what you're left with. And then you try to take a look at how uh, how he is with uh, his teammates. Does he elevate them? And, you know, how does he play when he's ahead? How does he play when he's behind? Hmm. So I don't think that's very hard. Offensive line, um, you know, occasionally you anticipate a guy's going to have a growth spurt and he doesn't have one, he, you know. You know the type of guy that's been shaving since he's in fourth grade, and then uh, uh, he just never really develops much. And then, because uh, you know, old line, you want him to marinate uh, in the weight room for a couple of years. Now we haven't been able to do that here up to this point. But when you're really good, I mean, the guys that play are juniors and seniors, and have lifted, uh, been in that weight room for you know three and a half years before they start. Um, we just don't have that luxury yet. Mm. And then, um, you know, kickers, you'd like them to have already done it for another team, whether JC or, or um, JC or wherever it is, um, you know, where, where they've had to do it kind of under the lights, so to speak, and either the ball goes through or it doesn't. So I don't think that's that hard. The hard thing with uh, corners and DBs, Sometimes you don't know exactly what they're being told. Also, you always you get a lot of partial plays, you know, or depending on where you know who's filming it, where it's filmed, um, now the field's configured. Um, you know, maybe you have the middle of the play and the end, but not the beginning. So you don't sure. see how he starts, or you don't see how he he finishes. You know, they just get cut off, and then. The other thing is that sometimes they don't challenge a certain side or a certain uh, corner, you know, and sometimes uh, um, <clears throat> and to a lesser degree safeties. Sure. That makes a lot of sense, too, because, you know, you think about corner, you're evaluating a player, but a lot of it is based on who he's playing against also. Right. You know, if a kicker, it doesn't matter. Like, they block the field goal, but his job is not – really affected by somebody on the other side of the ball, but that corner really can be. So so I guess if you're evaluating a corner on film, you're really evaluating two players. Like, how good is he and how good is the guy he's playing against? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And then, um, well, and then some guys will say, well, the ball never came to this guy's side. Yeah, because all those guys in that high school district know to stay away from that joker, you know. Yeah, right. And then, you know, so we mentioned receivers. And then, of course, they'll move him around and try to put him on your best guy, you know. Right, move him around. And I guess, too, Coach, like, I, I know, you know, high school football, it like everything else, has come a long way. But still there's an element of there's a lot of teams that it, the best player who he may be a great corner in college, but they have him at quarterback because he's the fastest oh, guy on no the team. Oh, no question. Now, now if you – uh, any uh, any uh, option quarterbacks or running quarterbacks deserve a look uh, to other positions, no matter what. I mean, you know what the the high school coach is basically saying is, <clears throat> okay, this is my best player. He's hands down my best player, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> um, you know, and we want him to lead the offensive effort, and he's going to touch the ball over and over and over. And if, if he wasn't sidetracked with that, he might be a great corner, a great safety, um, <clears throat> a receiver, a running, you know, even a running back perhaps. And then, although, you know, you sure stick, you know, some of those running backs are pretty good DBs or linebackers. Sure, yeah. Mike Leach on your radio right now. Uh, post-signing day, there's a lot to get into. I, I 
talked uh, on the show with a couple of your uh, coaches on your staff, uh, Coach Steve Spurrier Jr., uh, Drew Hollingshead, got to talk with him. They both mentioned something called Midnight Maneuvers, um, the off-season workout program that kind of leads up to spring practice. Um, f- first of all, like, what is it and why is it called Midnight Maneuvers? Uh, originally, I was actually going to do it at midnight. You know, you you sacrifice, you do something for uh, the team. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. They say, well, if you don't want the the players to go out all night or hang out at the bars, get them up in the morning. Well, I, I don't think so. There's a bunch of those guys that are tough enough to do it anyway, you know. Right. And then, um, but I'll tell you what, if you were to have a, an event, you know, an off-season event at uh, at midnight, mm-hmm. Where it's impossible to go, <laughs> and by the time they're done, I mean it's it's last call. I mean, and and it wasn't totally driven by that, but the thing is, is you try to uh, you know s- s- stretch a team's uh, ability to persevere. You know, is that their their commitment, their uh, sacrifice, that type of thing, and uh, well. And, you know, part of the year you do the get up early in the morning to run deal, but then part of it, to, uh, you know, and then it was 10 o'clock. You know, we then originally it was 10 o'clock. Well, now the the wussification of football continues, so you can't do it at 10. You have to be done by 10. Okay. And um, so I think we'd start at 8 now, which uh, we wouldn't. We would start at 10 if we were uh, allowed, allowed to and be done. Um, but the, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's basically circuit work and, yeah. and we don't care what the weather is, no matter what the weather is, we're going to be out there. Um, it's basically, uh, circuit work, uh, uh, a lot of quick step, uh, change of direction and finish, but finish is a big part of it. And we grade how everybody does each station and, uh. Um, and we, we, you know, uh, well, and it's a push through right of passage type of mm. thing. And we do it, uh, um, well, we do it right before spring break. Yeah. When I was here as a player in the nineties, uh, coach Cheryl had us doing that stuff in the early mornings. Okay. So it was, yeah. a, it was a five thirty AM deal. And, um, I've always been an early riser. My roommate was a, our center, um, offensive lineman, Paul Mooney. He was a night owl, uh, and he got to the point where he dreaded not so much the the county fair we had. Yeah, the he, getting up. The getting up and ha- we would I would wake him up and and get him in a car and we head to the Shira facility, and he'd puke on arrival. Just the thought of it. Just just having to wake up and get there, and then the thought of what he was going to do. You know, most guys, we'd see if it's the workout made us puke. He went ahead and. He, he, Gave went, it up. He, he went and got it out of the way. <laughs> That's right. Well, well. In fairness to him, and the thing that I do agree with him, um, <clears throat> you're going to play a lot more uh, fourth quarters um, at ten o'clock at night than you are at five thirty in the morning. So it's very true. Very very true. Talking with Mike Leach. Um, something came up this week on the show. I thought I'd ask you about generated a, a, a big reaction among a lot of people listening on the show, including some people that have coached in high school, and that's the idea of uh, something we saw kind of rampant this past year in college football, and that's faking injuries. Players 
you know, dropping to get a free timeout during the course of a ball game. Oh, know? yeah. And just curious, like, what are your thoughts on it? I think they ought to get. I think they ought to get rid of it. I mean, if it's allowed, then you have to do it. I mean, you can't just sit there and, um, you know, diminish, uh, uh, you know, give uh, one team an advantage and you don't have it. So, mm-hmm. so if they're, not, I mean, if, if they're going to allow it, you got uh, you got to practice and be pretty good at it. And um, um, <clears throat> but no, if you make them keep the guy out for. A series or something like that. What I heard uh, heard him talking about, and it sounded like a reasonably good idea that, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, if the player fakes an injury, he's out the rest of the series. Right. And then, uh, uh, you know, if he does the injury, he's out the rest of the series. Right. But they don't judge whether he's faking it or not. It's just no. It's it just it just. All right, you're injured, don't you? Jeez, we don't want it to get worse, so we're going to go ahead and leave you out the rest of the series, so the medicals can, uh, you know, check it and sort it, and then, um, uh, and then a coach. Uh, then they talked about it. Uh, you could use one of your timeouts to buy him back in. Yeah, right. That's what I heard, and I know they were discussing it. It sounded like yeah, the committee. I mean, they're going to discuss it and possibly put that, you know. In because it's an on year where they're going to vote some rules in. It may happen in 2020. Well, they, they ought to do something. Yeah. I mean, and uh, so I don't know. I, you know, and I, and I don't know if some team, if they'd risk, uh, you know, putting a few defensive players they don't plan to play with, could take the dive <laughs> for you. And then, yeah, <clears throat> if they have that luxury. Uh, Mike Leach on your radio. Um, last thing, Coach, um, <clears throat> over the last 24 hours, uh, it's been a lot of talk a lot of stuff on social media from some colleagues some sec coaching colleagues of yours in about name image and likeness stuff and it's like one coach accusing <clears throat> another coach in his program of having millions and millions of dollars in name image and likeness and it affecting the recruiting and then that coach goes on his press conference and really defended it and said no way it's not happening that guy is though we're not you know all this stuff and its effect on recruiting um, as you look at it through the lens of all these years of coaching experience, what effect is that having having right now out there in the, on the recruiting landscape? I don't think we know yet. I think it's too premature to say. Um, but right now, um, you know, there's definitely some things that need to be solved um, because um, college football right now has unbridled free agency. I mean, they're in any. I mean, mm-hmm. Portal, okay, play. Right. And then um, um, and then the other thing is, is there's no salary cap. So there's all kinds of uh, inequities, and they, um, you know, they did the very worst thing that they could for college football is they created a situation where there's uh, not just bidding wars but tampering, you know. They've opened the door to tampering and bidding wars. And... Um, <clears throat> You know, I mean, in around, uh, I mean, around our country, you see one dumb thing happening after the next, and and boy, college football—they they didn't want to be denied in any way, did they? You <laughs> know, to join in? oh yeah, they 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 had to they had to show that they were capable of really dumb decisions too, yeah. and they sure did. And then um, <clears throat> I also think a lot's exaggerated too, but mm-hmm. sure. Um, from the perspective of, you know, my perspective as a former player, I was a guy who got benched, didn't leave, 
worked out. Eventually, it was you know it worked out. Well, that's and that's the thing is now we're not teaching guys to push through. Now it's like oh, you didn't like this. All right, cut and run. Coach yelled at you. All right, cut and run. Um, okay, so you had a slightly better week than the other guy in your mind, and and they didn't play you. All right, cut and run. I mean, yeah, I mean that that's uh, no. It's uh, like when I was eighteen. Um, I, I mean. Um, well, I can't say I, I, I necessarily uh, constantly made one bad decision after the next, but I was inclined to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a point to where you just have to push through, where, you know, you just have to stick it out and you just have to finish. And there's a lot of character and opportunity built with that. And, uh, you know, to deny, uh, you know, our young men uh, that, that so many of us grew up with, I think it's a mistake, you know. I don't think I don't think it builds, um, you know, good examples, good uh, leaders, good work ethics, or any of that, you know. Sure. So if I were to make the statement, and I have on the radio show, that I kind of wished, and maybe it gets there, where more players and families they they see it as a last resort sort of thing, as opposed to their first impulse. Oh, I think I, we've got a lot of first impulse going on. <laughs> I think so, Well, like, like like guys that leave just because they, they, they want to play, that's one thing. Moving up a level, that's another, okay? But, uh, well, okay, and then the tragedy of this, they never want to talk about this. <clears throat> they don't like to talk about this. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, because uh, it's in the thousands. You know, it's not a small. Oh, the numbers. That, yeah. that, 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 are, that aren't going to land anywhere. Right. That aren't going to land anywhere. I mean, what are they going to do, sell big gulps? Um, and, you know, everybody likes big gulps every so often. but um, Hard to make a living selling. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, and, and, and so they left a good situation where um, on scholarship, you know, and, and, then, and, and then they don't get picked up. Well. And then, yeah, I mean, if, if we improve society with this approach, if we, I mean, what are we doing? Sure. And then the other thing is, is, um, <clears throat> um, and I don't know where this lays exactly because there's an awful lot to think about on this, but um, you're arguably diminishing uh, uh, opportunities for high school players, you know. Sure. Yeah, we've heard that as well. Interesting stuff, and the landscape kind of continues to change, but it's good to talk with you about it. And I know that we're really looking forward to watching spring practice, which is just right around the corner. Basketball, then baseball, then spring practice will be here. Yeah, no, it sure will. But but in in fairness, um, with, uh, you know, the the portal has not hurt us very bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've... You know, the, for the most part, we either lost guys we needed to lose or we lost guys that just wanted an opportunity to play, which, you know, you understand and respect that. Um, and then we've gained some real quality guys. As a matter of fact, today we gained a bunch of quality guys. And then uh, and we're really excited to have them. And, uh, and uh, well, we've already greeted a number, a number of them that are, already here but uh so that's that's exciting too yeah coach thanks all right thank you all right it's an interview from uh yesterday after the show was over had a chance to kind of sit and just with, without time constraints have a little conversation with mike leach it's been a while since I was able to do that uh you know those coaches uh, their schedules are uh to say the least you know pretty packed <laughs> jammed in there
And we covered a lot of ground in a short period of time, even though it was somewhere in the neighborhood of about a 16, 17-minute interview. But covered a lot of ground in there. Um, yeah, and I will have to say, I'll admit it. You know, my my take on the fake injuries thing here, I was pretty clear about it here on the show, and I, I still feel that way. You know, it's an integrity issue. Um, you know, you heard Coach Leach say in regards to faking injuries, his deal was, yeah, they need to basically stop it, do something about it, but if they're going to allow it, you have to be ready to do it. You can't let somebody else do it and have the advantage over you because you won't do it. It's just a different take. Now, you know, I like to think that if I was making $5 million, I'd stand on the box and go, we're not doing it. Win or lose, we're not doing it. But maybe that's easier said than done sometimes. But, uh, you know, he did say that they need to do something about it. I think they will. I think it's pretty obvious they will. It's just we don't know what um, he's going to do. A little bit of the name, image, and likeness deal. He thinks it's out of control. Unbridled free agency in college football, basically what he said. And the portal, you know, he said it's a little bit right now, you know, there's too much of it. First impulse portal stuff, guys jumping in. But as far as for his program, he said it really hasn't hurt him that much. And and it's kind of to paraphrase, he said, you know, we lost some guys we needed to lose and we picked up a few we needed to get. So he kind of likes how it's worked for them so far. All right, so your texts are coming in. Get them in. H-Day and Jason and Jay Clay and all y'all on the country, please, and text line. I'll come to you next. And if you're on the live stream, we'll get that going. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Say hey, and I'll say hey back. We'll pick it up when we come back. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Show. All right, back with you. Good to be with you here today on this Thursday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio in the great state of Mississippi. Farm Bureau Insurance are your hometown heroes. All right, so y'all get your texts, comments, phone calls, lots of ways for you to be a part of it. Um, love to hear your voice today. Call me on that Divini phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number. 995-1059. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage. By the way, I don't know if y'all saw this, but on Facebook, an announcement last night from Country Meat Packers, where Country Pleasing comes from, they are expanding. They're going to have a, an expansion to the butcher shop and and to the whole operation there in Florence. and They're hiring people, and everything's going good. So, uh, good news. Good news, especially for folks like me who eat a lot of sausage. <laughs> Country pleasing sausage. Jalapeno and cheddar. That's what I'm on right now. Uh, on the text line, H Day says, the more blowback Jimbo gives, the more guilty he is of doing it. Doesn't it feel that way, H Day? <laughs> All right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read uh three more texts and H Day, I'm coming back to your comment. Okay. Uh Jason in Flagstaff texts and says, uh, do they still teach technique in case these offensive linemen don't develop the way they want them to um yeah i would say the answer to that is you know absolutely it's really all about technique now some guys you take a charles cross is so athletic the techniques are much easier for him to do but um but yeah they do jay clay 
He's listening to the Mike Leach interview, and he says, "I swear, he sounds like John Madden." Yeah, I could get that. I could, I could go for that little hear just a little hint of John Madden in Coach Leach's voice. I can, I can understand that. Uh, and then Hog Fan with a text that says, "You're absolutely right about coaches that fake injuries. I have zero respect for those that do it. I just, I can't respect it at all. You know, it's just sending all the wrong messages. And hey, you know when." It's it's been the NCAA's way over the years, whether it's uh, whether it's governing the game, whether it's a rule during the game, whether it's a rule in the rule book. Um, somebody finds some loophole and begins to exploit it. They figure out a way to close it. That's kind of that's kind of what they've done. Um, Nick on the country pleasing text line says. Uh, if you're into faking injuries, go play soccer. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it, right? It's like, where do we draw the line on some of that stuff? Um, Sven said, Hail State, everybody. I'm late. Had a lot to do. He's over in Berlin, Germany. Glad you're in on the live stream. He's watching on YouTube. Jimmy is on YouTube also. He says, Jimbo Fisher is not articulate or convincing. All right, so let's hear it. You decide. We report, you decide. But let's give it the context it deserves, okay? And then we'll get into it. So here it is. Here's the context. Leading up to what Jimbo Fisher said yesterday. This was all going on yesterday. I think this actually happened first, okay? Nick Saban had a press conference in Tuscaloosa. And then I know he was interviewed at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Now, you heard Coach Mason Miller. He was at the Senior Bowl yesterday. So Nick Saban was down there. He got interviewed at the Senior Bowl. And it's two different times, same message, but two different ways. When he was at the Senior Bowl, he went on a little farther in, in the interview over the last couple of days, and he said, we, we've never done that. We don't, we don't, we've never gone under the table. He said, all these people are saying, yeah, name, image, and likeness is just now you can do it above the table, on top of the table. He says, we've never done anything under the table. We've never paid anybody to come to Alabama. He just came right out and said that. This is what he said in the press conference about people using name, image, and likeness the wrong way. Instead of it rewarding college players, it's now a lure to get high school players to come. Here's what Saban said. You know, for high school players, uh, to saying philosophically, I think it's great that players can earn the right to make money uh, through name, image, and likeness when they're on a college team. I just hope it doesn't get to that point uh, because then you open up, you know, a, a whole new can of worms when it comes to recruiting. That's a short version. This may be a little bit more. Again, I'm, I'm doing this on purpose because this is what led to the Jimbo Fisher stuff, all right? Somebody should pick a school because of the institution, uh, the relationships that they have, uh, how they can develop personally, academically, and athletically, and the kind of program um, that they have and the kind of institution that they want to go to. So uh, I just hope that it doesn't get to where name, image, and likeness deals are created you know, for high school players uh, to get them to go to a particular institution. And I'm not accusing anybody of that. I'm not saying anybody did that. That's not why I'm saying this. I'm just saying philosophically, I think it's great that players can earn the right to make money uh, through name, image, and likeness when they're on a college team. I just hope it doesn't get to that point uh, because then you open up you know, a, a whole new can of worms when it comes to recruiting. Okay, so that was the longer version. So that was what Saban said. Yesterday, 
Here's what Lane Kiffin said in his signing day press conference that was via Zoom. You know, we don't have the same, you know, funding resources as as some of these schools do, you know, to for these NIL deals. And so it's basically like dealing with different salary caps. We now have a sport that has completely different salary caps, and some of these schools are, you know, whatever, five, ten times more than everybody else of what they can pay the players. So I know nobody uses those phrases, but that is what it is. So I joked the other day, I didn't know if Texas A&M was going to occur a luxury tax, you know, and um, how much they paid for their signing class. And then he kind of gave it a smile. For anybody that actually saw the video, it's on Zoom. It's, it's with reporters. And so he said that and kind of gave it one of those little wry smiles. Okay. A luxury tax for Texas A&M with what they paid for their signing class. Just lay it right out there. Just say it. There's no ambiguity. Here's what I'm saying. I'm a head coach. I'm saying they paid for their signing class. So, a response from Jimbo Fisher. A lot of money is being spent and just your Here's what I'm going to say. This is point blank. This is point blank to the because I hear here's here's my problem. There is no $30 million fund. There is no $5 million. There is no 10 This is garbage, okay? And it does. It pisses me off that people, and here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. Then everybody runs with it. So it's written on the Internet. It's gospel. How irresponsible is that? And then to have coaches in our leg and across this leg to say it, clown acts. All right? Irresponsible as hell. Multiple coaches in our league. And the guy's griping about NIL, griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most. That's the ironic part. You want character? I'll, trust, I'll take it with any of y'all. It's a joke. It does piss me off. The other thing, when you look at, at, at vice president, I get another one, vice president of Notre Dame. Supposed to be a reputable university, right? That's a heck of a person leading a reputable university. I'd be real proud if I hired that guy. Read it off sliced bread. It's funny. When Nick Saban said his quarterback got an $800,000 deal, it was wonderful. Now it ain't wonderful no more, huh? But ours, at, ours, we ain't got that. Ours are on record what comes up. We ain't doing all them big deals. Ain't none on our place that we know of. That's funny when you do it. The hypocrisy is a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's insulting to, uh, to our staff, how hard we work, to how we do things, and it's insulting to Texas A&M because there ain't a better place to go to school and play ball. If we don't like it, we're coming on. Get used to it. All right? We ain't going nowhere. It, it, it's, it's an absolute joke that people put the hard work in and do it. It's irresponsible, but it's funny when they get it, it's all okay. Ball games are changing, man. And it ain't because of NIL and what goes on. It's pretty irresponsible of all of them. They're clowns. We'll go next. If they got a problem with it, come see me. I ain't a hard guy to find. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> he just said, I ain't a hard guy to find. I think you got your mic on, Bill, because I can hear it coming from the speakers in the studio. I ain't a hard guy to find. I, I can hear uh, myself coming back through those speakers in the studio in there. Somebody's mic is on or something. All right, I'll, I'll fix that. Okay. Yeah. He said, How's that? That's, that's perfect. He said, if they've got a problem with it, Tell them to come see me. I'm not a hard guy to find. That's one SEC head coach 
talking to a couple of others. <laughs> now, I want to bring a couple of things up. Okay, first of all, on the live stream, Roshana on Facebook says, Jimbo's upset because people keep saying it's $30 million that he used to get the number one draft class when it's really $50 million. He wants some people to put respect on his name. <laughs> Give him credit. Don't short him $20 million. Takes a lot to raise $50 million for one recruiting class. <laughs> Will says, oh, snap, Kiffin, naming names. Richard said on YouTube, Kiffin joking about other schools paying people is the definition of irony. Ole Miss openly paid people and like to accuse others of doing the same. What a bunch of BS. That's from Richard on YouTube. Chuck on YouTube says, Nick Saban claiming that players don't get paid to go to Alabama is an insult to the intelligence of anyone with an IQ over 40. Hey, I got an IQ over 40, I think. Roshana said, Jimbo said it's gospel. That ain't in the Bible, Jim. You're right. It's not in the Bible. I've read not, maybe not every word, but most of <laughs> Dorothy's reaction was wow. And Roshana, you and Boomer Sooner on the text line with, with are like-minded. Roshana says, a hit dog hollers. Boomer Sooner said, a hit dog yelps the loudest. That's how it comes across to us, isn't it? All this bowing up from Jimbo Fisher. Clowns and it's classless and... Yet everybody kind of knows what they know. I give you that. Houston says Lane's a very mischievous person. He knew exactly what he was doing, stoking that. Stick around. And now the guy who's not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show. This is fun. Isn't it, isn't it fun? Isn't it more fun to talk about uh, recruiting shenanigans in an era where it's not really going to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> I'm saying we can laugh about it more. It's not as serious. Right? People aren't as touchy about it because nobody really, I mean, there's no real, no real threat of anything. Uh, Jimmy on YouTube said, Nick Saban just wants people to know that Alabama has always recruited people that already own really nice cars. <laughs> Y'all are funnier than me, man. That's good. And a couple of people are bringing something up. we got to go back and revisit a couple of things. All right. Uh, first of all, a text here from Anthony in Tupelo who says, I wish that Country Meat Packers would expand closer to Tupelo. <laughs> hey, Anthony, you know, we know them. Reckon we could talk them into it? Here's the only problem. It requires a lot of work. It ain't easy what they do. Okay? So, I don't know if just anybody can, you know, find the right people to run it but maybe you could be the franchisee yeah see that's what worries me <laughs> <laughs> they want you to do it that's way too much work and pressure i mean you got to be good at it you know liking the product to eat in i guess that doesn't qualify me i'm afraid <laughs> i don't know if i'd be a great business manager but i i'm hey look i'm like anthony though i do wish they would exp if i have one right out here outside the house oh yes yes all right, Boomer Sooner, yeah, hit dog yelps the loudest. We're talking about Jimbo. White Denzel says, what's uh, better, Jimbo talking about sliced bread from Bro Bible uh, or Joe Moorhead talking about Bob from Bogachetta? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with sliced bread and Bro Bible. That's what I'm going to go with. 
Now, here we get to it. Now, Will, you you brought it up, and uh, it's the same subject. I think you got it misplaced. It wasn't media days. Okay, but he did say this, and it's from the Paul Feinbaum show, an interview that he did, and I'm talking recent. Matter of fact, I can tell you about the time frame. It was either during the season or pretty close to bowl time um, when he said this on the Paul Feinbaum show. Here it is. That would be, hold on, I'm getting it. This would have been, yeah, December. Okay, so mid-December. That's what this was. So this was mid-December, an interview on the Paul Feinbaum show. That's how recent this is. Keep in mind, we're at the very, so so we're, we're not even two months removed. Jimbo goes on the rant yesterday, classless clown show, how dare they we are not two months removed from Jimbo Fisher saying this during a live interview on the Paul Feinbaum show. I mean, all you can do is present what other players in your university have done in the past. That is all you're allowed to do. But there was a lot of NIL deals going on before Paul, before all this was going on. They just weren't legal. <laughs> no one told nobody. <laughs> December the 15th. Yuck, 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 yuck. Name, image, and likeness deal has been going on forever. They just weren't legal. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny, Paul? Let's laugh about it, Paul. And then yesterday... A lot of money is being spent in just your... Here's what I'm going to say, and this is point blank. This is point blank to the... Because here's, here's my problem. There is no $30 million fund. There is no $5 million. There is no 10 This is garbage, okay? And it does. It pisses me off. That I mean, people you can do is present what... Other players in your university have done in the past. That is all you're allowed to do. But there was a lot of NIL deals going on before, Paul, before all this was going on. They just weren't legal. <laughs> no one told nobody. <laughs> what was that that Jimbo said yesterday about hypocrisy? What was it he said about it? Mm-hmm. Number best recruiting class ever. Seven wins, eight wins, and then eight wins. Best recruiting class ever. Yeah, Roshana, you're right. Now I'll give you that. Uh, she says on Facebook, he better not go eight and four again with recruiting classes like this. Mm-hmm. He'll be. He'll be ranting at a press conference at Louisiana Monroe before you know it. Uh, Hook, yeah, Hook said, didn't Jimbo just say a month ago or something to the effect that name, image, and likeness deals make it legal, legal what we've been doing for a while? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Will on YouTube says, I'm not saying that Jimbo isn't a good recruiter. He is. I'm just surprised that A&M program, that an A&M program that finished below Mississippi State and the SEC West is the highest Rated recruiting class ever. Hey, they beat Alabama, though. <clears throat> Look, y'all, I mean, you know. <clears throat> all you, you, don't even, you don't even have to have about one good eye to uh, figure all this out. Jason in Flagstaff says, I'd give Jimbo the benefit of the doubt if he hadn't literally gone on Paul two months ago bragging about it being legal. Mm-hmm. Nick says, you want to see a wild stat? Check this out. Um, 
Oh, this is Tiger Woods stat. I like it now. Give me some Tiger Woods stats. Best score to par in majors from 97 to 2009. Tiger Woods, 134 under. The next closest would be Phil Mickelson at plus 99. What? Phil Mickelson was the only player within 250 strokes. Of Woods? Wow. <laughs> Res Dog says, what are your thoughts on Spurrier calling Polk's decision not smart? Well, okay, so my thoughts on it, Res Dog, number one are he's right. I don't I don't think it was maybe the smartest decision, but you know, somebody like me, I don't know all the factors. There could be other factors that we don't know. I'm just looking at it from a football perspective. Um you know, let me just put it this way. Like, does Makai Polk, and he stands about 6'2", 6'3", does he have the potential to catch passes in the NFL if he gets an opportunity? Yeah, he sure does have that potential. Yeah. Okay, but I think he's still got a lot of work to do and maybe even physically a lot of growing and stuff to do to get to that point. I don't think he'll – I just don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe he gets a late-round draft. You know, it goes in late round in the draft. He's not going to be an early pick in the draft. Um, he, in order to do that, he would have to go to the combine and run like four three, okay. And I don't know that he's necessarily going to run four three. Uh, can he catch the ball? Yeah. I mean, is the talent there? The ability play the ball down the field, play it in the air. I think it all is. Yeah. I just think when you look at NFL receivers, man, look at their bodies. Look how physically tough and mean and tough and aggressive they are. I mean, look at A.J. Brown. Look at Debo Samuel as a receiver in the NFL. Those two guys look like defensive ends on a college football team. Not to mention D.K. Metcalf. Okay, but look at a bunch of the rest of them. You know, physically. And if you go, okay, let's find a similar body type to Makai. You know, you might go... I mean, look at C.D. Lamb in, in Dallas. I don't know this, but I bet you C.D. Lamb can plop down on a bench press and do 225 about 12, 13, 15 times. <laughs> They're throwing – you know, last year, Makai Polk averaged about 10 yards per catch and didn't have just a ton of yards after catches. Okay, but he averaged about 10 yards. I bet C.D. Lamb averages 10 yards a catch on screen passes which is running through contact and stuff. So there's a physicality and a strength and just a grown-up body type that you have to be. And I think Makai can get there because he's got maybe the frame, but he's not there yet. So they're not going to pick him high. I really hope he gets drafted. You know, it would be great for State's program if you, get, if you start having receivers get drafted, and I hope that he does. Does he have the frame to build into an NFL body? Yes. Does he have the ability, like, Route running, knowing and, and reading coverage, knowing the routes, and then catching the ball when it's there. No question about it. But in terms of going and being drafted, I just think that he'd come back another year of college and build that body up, continue to work on speed so that whatever you run at this combine or in this pro day, you'd be faster at the next one next year. You know, work on it one more year, I do think would have been a smarter decision. So all that to say, just my opinion – I think 
what Coach Spurrier said is dead on. And like him, I, I agree that we certainly hope that he does get drafted. Absolutely. If he does, whatever team he goes to, I'll pull for him. But we're just talking about making the decision, you know. Based on what I'm looking at, which is right on the surface. I don't have anything underneath the surface on him. You know, just looking right on the surface, I think it would have been better for him to come back and do it all over again in college. But um, so, you know, Res Dog, you say, well, what are my thoughts on? Well, I agree with him. I agree with what he said. Uh, music started. So here's what we'll do. Tyler, Patrick, Jason, and everybody. Lots of folks on the live stream as well on YouTube and Facebook will come to those comments. When we start hour number two, which where in the world did hour one go? Didn't we just start? Why is time going by faster than it used to? <laughs> Don't answer that. Don't answer you that. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. You're exactly right, though. All right, hour two coming up here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. <laughs> 